Hello and welcome to another Perusia podcast. I'm Shabal Reis, your host. And I have a, a good friend here uh, on this show. Um, it's the first time he's actually going to appear on the Perusia podcast. And we've been working together over the years um, uh, with different ministries. It's been wonderful. We're going to learn more about him, what he's been doing. He's now uh, yeah, director of Heroic Men, which is a great men's ministry. We're going to talk more about that, his faith journey. Is none other than Dan Donaldson, and he joins me live from the States. Hello, Dan. How are you doing? Hello, Charbel. It's an honor to be on your podcast. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, you are a busy man. I tell you, over the years, you've, been, you've always been doing something <laughs> in ministry uh, as long as I've known you. Um, and I, I was really excited to have you on. I mean, this latest uh, initiative, this Apostle Heroic Men, it's quite exciting, and, and I'm, I really can't wait to sink our teeth into uh, why, you, why you're working for them, what, what its mission is, what we're going to do, and how men can get involved. Um, but I did want to start, because it is your first time here and for our audience, maybe a little bit about yourself, a, a bit of background about who Dan is. Um, you know, you, I know you're a father, you've got children. Um, uh, are you a cradle Catholic? What was life growing up faith-wise? Are you able to give us a very express version about uh, your background here? Sure. Well, th thanks for asking. So, uh, first and foremost, I'm a son of our Heavenly Father that loves me and loves everybody that's listening, everybody that's participating in this podcast right now. So, thanks be to God for that. I'm also married to the girl of my dreams, Andrea Donaldson. Andrea Marie Pacheco uh, was her maiden name, and she, we, she, we've been married for 31 years. We have five kids here on earth, one in heaven, and uh, live the, really, honestly, the, the life of my dreams. I love my God. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my life. Praise God. That's beautiful. Yes. So I was born and raised Catholic. Uh, I was actually, um, my mother uh, and father, when my mother had me, I was their, their fifth child of my mom and biological father. My dad left my mom when she was pregnant with me. And so my mom raised, it was uh, a single mom and raised five kids. And when I was four years old, she married my dad who raised me. Jim Buchan is his name. He's my hero. And uh, he just passed away last year. So pray, pray that he's... With our Lord Jesus in heaven, I'm confident that he is. He lived a, a sac he had a very sacramental and grace-filled passing. And so did my mom last year as well. So, uh, but they, my what, my mom was not practicing her faith, nor was my dad, my Jim, who who raised me, and they, um, my dad was not even Catholic. He was uh, felt called to the Catholic faith when I was in the fourth grade. And uh, he became Catholic. He converted, and and uh, had, it was incredible. And he and my mom got very involved in with their faith, and they put all of us kids into Catholic school. And uh, I had no clue, <laughs> no sacramental background upbringing. Uh, we would go to this thing uh, every week at, at school called Mass, which I'd never been to before. And I thought it was very interesting and very unique and very odd. And uh, I didn't know what I was doing, didn't know when to sit, sit up and stand up or kneel. And I just followed along and, and I, it was intriguing to me. And I was, I was enamored with it, really. And this was in the fifth grade. And because I wanted to figure this out, probably some, from some peer pressure, not wanting to be the odd man out, but also really curious I started riding my bike to school in the mornings at 6.30 a.m. to go to daily mass so I could figure this out. And I started sitting in the back of this little church with, you know, six or eight people that were going to daily mass. And uh, the priest started to see, I uh, kept showing up. He says, hey, you, do you want to be an altar service? I said, sure. <laughs> and uh, he quickly figured out I'd not received my sacraments and got that corrected. But um, it really shows that our hearts are restless until they rest in God. That's St. Augustine. And uh, mine certainly was and always has been. Um, and thanks be to God, my dad, my my parents uh, gave me a, a Catholic education and, and upbringing. And I, 
I did uh, start to learn more about my faith. I started to learn about the Lord and, and um, grow in my faith. But really, as I went through high school, I, you know, I had a lot of head knowledge about the faith, but it didn't go to, you know, I drifted. It wasn't deep in my heart. And when I went to college, I drifted away from the faith and lived a, you know, a pretty peril, perilous life for a couple of years. And um, met, met my wife, Andrea, when we were 20 years old. I met her at a party. Um, and none of us were really practicing, neither of us were really practicing our faith. But this girl had walked in the door of this party. Somebody made a pass at her. And uh, and I, I couldn't see her, but I heard the, this this voice say, I wouldn't do such a thing. I'm a good Catholic girl. So my head snapped around, and I thought I saw the most beautiful sight I had ever seen in my life. And it was her 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 comment. No, I wouldn't do such a thing. I'm a good Catholic girl. I thought, well, I'm a Catholic. I'm not wasn't practicing, but I my head snapped around and saw this beautiful girl, and uh, found out her her name, found out where she worked. I and I. She worked at a record store, and so I uh, beelined it the next day to the record store, and he asked her out. And uh, a week later, I told her I was going to marry her, and a year later, I did. And uh, so, uh, and, and like I said, she is the girl of my dreams, and still was, and still is. And uh, but we were not practicing our faith actively. Uh, after our first year of marriage, we had a, a baby, our first child, Jacob and had him baptized because culturally as Catholics, that's what you do. And um, that's what her family expected. My family expected it was, it was what we do. Uh, but we weren't really going to mass unless her, her dad called up and said, Hey, we're going to go to breakfast after mass. You guys want to come to mass with us this morning? Like, sure. <laughs> we'll go. Um, so that's the only time that we would go to mass. Well, we moved away uh, about, you know, we moved about an hour away and uh, eventually just completely stopped going to Mass whatsoever and just drifted away, weren't practicing their faith at all. Uh, but I got involved with a group of evangelical business people. And uh, they started to invite us to Bible studies and get-togethers at their place. They started to invite us to services and I was really intrigued by them because they talked about Jesus in a way that I had never heard before. They talked about him like they knew him. They talked about him like he was their friend. And it's like, you ever heard a dog that heard, ever seen a dog that heard a new noise and kind of cocked his head sideways? That was me. Um, I, oh man, that was it. But it was very attractive. They loved Jesus, they knew him, and they talked about him freely and openly. I thought, man. Um, so they'd go, I'd go to these services, and they'd have these things called altar calls, where they invite people to give their life to Jesus, come up and accept him as their Lord and Savior of their life. And I, kept, I saw this a few times, and I thought, oh, that's you know intriguing. And then I went to one where the preacher was very straightforward, black and white guy, and I'm perfect guy for me. He said, you know, either you're for God or you're against him. Choose. So I stood up and I walked forward and I chose. Uh, okay, I, I need to choose here. I walked forward. And he says, you know, I didn't make the altar call yet. I said, well, I'm here. <laughs> and But at that moment, I chose. I made a conscious decision to follow Jesus with my life and I walked out of that building and the world looked different really truly it was brighter and uh did everything change all at once no I had to to grow in my faith and conversion is not a one-time deal it's as as Catholic we we know that it's a lifelong process we're constantly converting and becoming close, becoming who we're called to be, becoming closer and closer to God throughout our lives. But I had this conversion experience, um, and we were encouraged to go to a Bible-believing church, and uh, the 
so we started church hopping. And we didn't go to the Bible-creating church, the Catholic church. We wound up at a, at a Baptist church, and uh, the, the, we were welcomed there. We walked in the door. Somebody sat us down. We sat for the service. They found us seats after the service. They came and got us, took us to coffee, juice, and donuts, and um, introduced us to people. And before we left that building that day where we were, thrown, we were signed up in three small groups, a dad, a, a, a father, a, a, a men's group, a mommy's group, and a couple's Bible study. And we really got involved and like they, they took us in. They were our friends. Okay. They built relationship with us and helped us uh, along the way. And so we go to these different gatherings, got really, really involved. And we started to fall in love with the Bible. We started to pray more. And we'd go to these Bible studies and get these small groups uh, with folks. And, and, and invariably, it came time uh, to wrap up the meeting. We'd ask, well, everybody would ask for inter intercessory prayer. And people would say, oftentimes you'd hear, pray for my mother, brother, uncle, sister, cousin, friend. They're Catholic. And I thought, yeah, let's pray for those Catholics. My wife is really brilliant. She and she investigates anything. She's and she was from a really strong Catholic family, generations long, seemingly amazing people that love Jesus. And she she thought, what's wrong with Catholics? So she started to investigate. She started to listen to CDs. She started to read books. She started to watch uh, Catholic TV, listen to Catholic radio, and she really was learning a lot and she was she would come to me she says i really think we're missing something here like what do you mean and she would say this she would said she said we're missing the fullness of the faith we're missing the fullness of the christian yeah. faith and i thought that just went over yeah i what do you mean how long in the marriage so far is this so just to just timeline wise 10 years how many how long in about uh about well we we had this conversion experience about three, four years into our, our marriage and uh, about 10 years into our marriage uh, it, that, that Andrew started to feel this call. Okay. okay. Well, so you practiced quite a few years in the Baptist church. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I just oh, wanted yeah. to get, uh, get a context there. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking. So, but it, it became a huge issue for us and we started to argue about it she would drag me to Father Richard at the Catholic Church. I would drag her to Pastor Phil. I would put my finger at Father Richard's chest and say, Father, are you saved? And he would say, you know, I'll never forget this. He said, uh, you know, I was saved and I'm being saved and I hope to be saved. Right out of the New Testament, St. Paul. And man, he's good. Uh, so he was gentle and patient with me. I was that knucklehead. Um, I was that guy. Um, <laughs> I, I'd even call in the Catholic radio shows to kind of try to stump the, the, the hosts of the show. And I was, I was very close minded and, um, but it really became this issue in our marriage. And, um, we where we got on our knees one night and we prayed to the Lord and we said, Lord, we can't figure out a resolution here, let alone a compromise. Please help us. And um, I'll never forget that prayer. And the next morning, we agreed that we would go to counseling. So I started calling counselors and asking for a Christian counselor. And I got a hold of a gentleman that said, yes, I counsel from a Christian perspective. I was born and raised Catholic. I went to the seminary, but I've left the church and I'm now at this evangelical church. And I thought, Lord, you answer prayer. Like, this is amazing. This guy's going to fix Andrea. Thank you, Lord. So we show up to this first appointment and uh, I was all excited for this, this therapist to really straighten my wife out ab about this, this Catholic deal. And uh, so the issue came out. We started talking about it. And he looked me in the eye and he said, Dan, what's your problem? The Catholic Church is a Christian church. Remember the dog that heard the new noise? 
there it was again. But the Holy Spirit used that man to open up my mind that I had closed. And after that, after that, the very next day, I started to listen to Catholic radio. I started to pray the rosary, skeptically prayed the rosary, and I prayed it with the Bible in hand, scripturally. I looked for scripture passages that would support the rosary, and I found them. <laughs> and, and I started to go to Mass with Andrea, with my Bible in my lap. And you know, look, I'd been to many Masses as, as a kid growing up, and uh, it, it started to jump out at me. It was straight from Scripture, you know, holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts. If you, if you it, our Catholic faith and the tradition of our of our faith is so historical, but is also very scriptural. And and it started to draw me in, and all of my objections started to go away. I, you know, I had the objections. I had Catholics pray to saints, and they worship saint or they worship Mary. Uh, concerns about the Pope, all of that stuff. There's reason that we need to use our head. Okay, there's uh, our the beauty about our faith. It's, it's it incorporates faith and reason. Okay, it's so beautiful and millennia of faith and reason to support that. Um, so all these objections started to to go, but the last one that I had was the Eucharist, and I just I I understood that the Catholic Church taught that the Eucharist was Jesus, and I thought. Either that's the worst idolatry that could have ever been invented and the most evil thing ever, or it's true. And I started to learn about it, investigate it, argue with people about it. Um, and I came home from work one night, and our, our 10-year-old son was on in our front room on the couch, and he was crying, and he had the Bible in his lap. I walked in the door. I see my son crying. I said, Jacob, what's wrong? Why are you crying? He says, Papa, it says right here that I don't have life in me. He was reading the sixth chapter of the Gospel of St. John. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. And a 10-year-old understood that. A 32-year-old didn't. And that was the last straw. I asked some more questions, argued a little bit more, but I eventually wound up in Father Richard's office. And uh, I'd argued with for several years now. And he looked at me and he says, you're ready, aren't you? I said, yes, Father, I'm ready. He said, great. He put on his stole. He said, let's go to confession. He walked me in the confessional, he heard my confession, and he welcomed me home to the Catholic Church. And that weekend, my wife and I uh, went to Mass, and we received the Eucharist for the first time in about a decade. And we received it. We, uh, we were just, we were bawling, we were crying and sobbing, and I'm sure everybody was like, what's, what's going on with this couple? Uh, but we were so happy, so overjoyed, and we came back to the we came running back to the Catholic Church um, after you know I if Lord finally helped me open up my mind and um, and we want we didn't want to just be cafeteria Catholics and pick and choose, but we figured out you know this church has been around for two thousand years and. Um, the gates of hell haven't prevailed against it. We probably ought to take what she's teaching. And if we have a problem with it, it's probably a problem with us that we've got to investigate and learn more about and grow ourselves. And that's the, the attitude that we've taken. That was in 2003 when we returned. And it has been a glorious ride ever since. And it keeps getting better and better and better every single day i it's um i feel like i get in the candy store and uh 
I couldn't be more grateful or more thankful um, for our Catholic faith. So that's my personal story, and um, you know that's that's my my uh, my faith story, and it's still continuing. <laughs> you for sharing. It is a powerful one, and um, praise be to God. Welcome home. Twenty years um, since coming back, uh, so working it out now. Um, just amazing. Yeah, you, I could see uh, the joy beaming out of you. I could see uh, Christ uh, beaming out, the light of Christ, just for all the time I've known you. Um, and yeah, now it makes sense. The context is wonderful to hear. And wow, God touching you not only through your wife, but through your your, your son. <laughs> um, wow, wow. And the mouth of a child. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. God is amazing. And you know what? We all have a story, Rashad Bell. Every single one of us, God has a, he's working on every single one of us. It's every, you have a story. I have a story. Every one of your listeners has a story. And, and God is still writing that story. He's still writing that story. And let him continue to write that story and realize, hey, my story is my story. It's, but your story is yours. And it's a beautiful one. And let him let him continue to write it, and trust him that he's writing a good one. Yeah, praise God. Um, just a, 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 did you um, uh, have to? Did you sort of make an announcement? At, at your Baptist church, you weren't going anymore. Was it? How was that uh, fallout? Did you your friends? Did you did you lose some of those friends? That, what was that like uh, uh, directly after coming back? Lost them all. Yeah, and good people, good, well-meaning people that loved the Lord, they just didn't understand. Um, they, they, they didn't understand. My, I gosh, I didn't understand. How could I judge them uh, for misunderstanding? Uh, but you know, that's uh, that's the way it occurred, and it was painful and it hurt. Um, so um, you know, we've we've got to be ready for that, and and it's you know we, we have to. You I have to make a decision. Um, but don't you know, don't don't let people stand in the way of God or fear of of you being judged or criticized, uh, stand in the way of your relationship with the Lord. Um well said. What what um uh, just curious, uh, obviously with the work we, we do and what what you've been doing uh, over the years as well. Always curious, what types of um, CDs were you listening to? What, what a little sampler? What, what did have an impact on you uh, in teaching you the faith? Uh, just for viewers and listeners to know. Uh, yeah. So uh, certainly Scott Hans, uh, a testimony of his as you know, Protestant minister becomes Catholic. That was huge. The book Rome Sweet Home, uh, really uh, his uh, book on the Eucharist. Oh golly, now it's slipping me. And it was. The Lamb's Supper, the Lamb's Supper, Hail Holy Queen, anything that Scott Hahn has written. Uh, I mean, but but the Lamb's Supper was a ma- massive in my life, uh, really helpful to me. Uh, but lots of different C- CDs. Uh, I, just, I can't. You know, Father Larry Richards uh, had had several talks, but really. More the the talks that really impacted me were the testimonies. There were the stories. That's why I mentioned the story uh, that you just talked about. Or, or, or you know, like I've, I've got my testimony. I've got my story. I liked hearing the stories of other people that how how they went through things. They maybe went through it differently, and I could learn from them. I could learn. Ooh, they they learned this way. I oh. There, there, there were tips and tricks and treasures in their stories. Um, St. Paul writes this, we learned the faith by hearing. And I did. I spent a lot of time in the road on business. And uh, when I was on the road, I was listening to CDs. I was I couldn't get enough of Catholic radio. Um, thanks be to God for Catholic radio being available. And, and at that time, we didn't have uh, digital radio or satellite radio it just had regular analog radio on these little stations where i lived you know played these this great content it was really helpful to me praise god and uh, just professionally what were you doing during this time uh, uh, are you in the corporate world i was 
I, I had a, a great career. I was in the pharmaceutical industry. I was in sales uh, and uh, did well with that. And I went into sales leadership roles with very large uh, Fortune 50 pharmaceutical companies. And uh, had a had a great, loved what I did. I specialized in endocrinology and diabetes. Uh, I, I, I was selling medicines and teaching people how to sell medicine, teaching doctors about medicines that help people, that help it, it, that with their health and their lives and better their lives. So it was a great fit. And I'm a former high school teacher. So I got to teach. I got to, and I got to share and I, I got to help improve people's lives. But I learned, um, and that was about a 20-year career, and I, but I learned in 2015 that, and again, I loved it. I loved every day of it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't feel like I've ever worked a day in my life, Charbel, although I know I work a lot. I'm proud of this. Oh, wow. It's beautiful to say that, but my wife would tell you I'm a workaholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, it, but so... Um, in 2015, I learned that the large pharmaceutical com company that I was working for at that time, I was managing an eight-state region in the United States, a very large geography for them. I learned that they were doing human uh, embryonic stem cell research. And that kills people. That kills the embryo, which is a person. I knew that. And uh, I knew that I could not continue to do that. Um, and participate in that as a primary revenue generator for the organization. So um, I, I learned about that. I learned it was pretty rampant in the industry, and I learned, up well, looks like this career is over. And so I began a novena to St. Joseph the Worker, and in the middle of that novena, I was at, I live in Denver, Colorado, and that's where the, the Augustine Institute is. And I would go oftentimes when I was in town on, on you know, home, uh, not traveling for business, I would go to daily mass at noon in the middle of the day. And I had gone to daily mass and they have a cafe there at the Augustine Institute. And I had my laptop up after mass contemplating my future and <laughs> sharpening up my resume and my curriculum vita. And, and, uh, uh, and uh, in walks Dr. Tim Gray, who I knew personally. Um, we were part of the same homeschooling network. My, our wives were good friends, and I actually coached Dr. Gray's son, Joseph, in baseball. He, he and my, one of my sons grew up together, and they were on the same baseball team for six years. So I, I was coaching their baseball team. And, but Dr. Gray walked in. He sat down with me. He knew my business background. He said, and uh, he approached me. He said, um, you know, we're, we're doing this merger with this company called Lighthouse Catholic Media. Of course, that's the outfit that has all the CDs that I listened to, right? Yes. Um, and uh, we're we're launching this platform called Formed, and uh, it's going to be an online Catholic platform. You know, and uh, and he said, you know, would would you be interested in coming to help us? And I said, uh, funny you should ask. <laughs> and I, I uh, so I. Uh, you know, St. Joseph went to work real fast for me, and uh, he really, I uh, was blessed by that, and I was able to join. I joined the Augustine Institute in 2015 and helped uh, with them with the launch of the Forms platform. I oversaw all of their diocesan partnerships. I got to work with an amazing team of people and launch an incredible online platform for Catholics to help educate them in their faith and help them grow in their faith and help others grow in their faith. And um, that was a, just a, a gift. Uh, and from there in 2020, I had, I had been on the board. I have a, another dear friend that was part of the same home homeschooling network named Chris Stefanik. Yes. Um, lives <laughs> miles from my home. And I was on the board of his organization, Real Life Catholic. And at that time in 2020, it was COVID and it was a live events ministry at that time, and he needed help to, na to navigate through that and asked me if I would come on board and join him. And I have a love for, you know, evangelization and love for what he does. And um, and so I, I joined uh, Jim for a couple of years to help him navigate through COVID and grow his ministry, and which is still thriving, and uh, he's doing great work great all friend, over the world. Great friend, great speaker. 
He's an amazing, yeah, does an amazing, amazing. He's a great author too. If you if if you guys have not read the book Living Joy, get that book as soon as possible. That's a game changing book by Chris Stefanik. Um, and don't just get the book, but practice all nine of those rules for living joy. Chris Stefanik is the most joyful man I've ever known, and I know why now. Um, because he practices those things that he writes about. But after that, in uh, October of last year, um, I I was approached by my 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 mentor, uh, Robert Tunmeyer, who is the founder of the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, to come on board and uh, help run this organization. And uh, it is a dream come true. Um, and my uh, a, a deep deep passion for ministry to men. Certainly can share more about that. Absolutely. Wow. Praise God. Yeah, God has definitely uh, used you, used your talents, your gifts, and now for evangelization. And wonderful to hear you. Yeah, St. Joseph, the Worker Novena started that and, and got you in this, I guess, direction in Catholic in the Catholic world. Uh, it was a St. Joseph Novena the year before for us, uh, where, where we got our first um, studio and office and all that at a time when I was ready to give up and he sort of came through uh, as well. So a year off each other but look God was working St. Joseph was working uh, in both our lives uh, at a similar time which is interesting Praise no God. wonder I love you so much Charbel I just <laughs> I admire you so greatly I just love the work that you do with Perugia Media <laughs> and um, just all over the world and, and what you're doing to sh spread the joy of the gospel I'm just yeah, so grateful you, to know you praise God it, 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 it's feelings mutual and uh I can't believe it's it's been uh, eight years uh, since we've known each other. So that's yeah. uh, phenomenal. It's gone it's gone so quick. That's right. But you know now we're getting older, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> older or younger depends hair. how you think about it. <laughs> um, uh, we're getting older now, or taller. We're yes. growing out of our hair. <laughs> well, let's talk about heroic men now. What is this? Uh, it, it's an exciting time. Um, again, I think it's. Uh, 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 action from heaven again providence has, has come through because the timing couldn't be any better and uh post covid um probably a time when um depression is up um anxiety is up uh a, a lot of people have lost jobs a lot of people have you know is, is struggled especially for men in particular um that that can be very difficult and hard and um wow what a time to talk about this so what is um this ministry, can you tell us a bit about it, uh, and, and let's let's get to know a bit more what you guys do. So, first of all, the ministry, the the organization is called the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. Okay, and we were founded in 2018 by some incredible men, Robert Tunmeyer, who is our founder and president. Uh, he was very successful in the franchise service industry, ran the largest franchise service industry in the world. Uh, he is a convert to the Catholic faith. Ministry to men was a huge part of. He's actually a convert to Christianity. He became a Christian in his forties, and uh, about five years after he became a Christian, he uh, he was drawn into the Catholic Church. Uh, he's got a remarkable story. One of the most incredible men. We got to get him I've on here. Met. He's that. Oh, he uh, he's you got to have him on your podcast. Yeah. Please help us set that up. That that sounds oh, wonderful. That's, He'll, he would love to do it. He's the most amazing man. Uh, oh, he's got an incredible story. But he, along with Father Larry Richards, who I know you know, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, who is a fan of Perugia and, and uh, Australia and land down under in New Zealand and is there all the time. Uh, he's one of our co-founders and on our board, a guy named Kevin O'Brien out of uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the United States, and several other gentlemen. They, they, these men were involved in ministry to men, but what they saw is that there were several different ministries that were kind of siloed, okay? And kind of each doing their own thing, all doing great work, but not necessarily working together or collaborating with one another. And they thought, let's put together an organization to help everybody collaborate together and, you know, come together and, and grow ministry to men and, and help men grow in their faith. And so they created the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance with that, that hope and the vision to get ministry to men 
ignited and growing in every single diocese in the United States, in, in, in North America, and beyond. Okay? And yes, it is. So the mission of the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance is to ignite, empower, and equip vibrant ministry to men all over the world. Our motto is simple. Strengthen the man, strengthen the family, strengthen the family, strengthen the church. Strengthen the church, transform the culture. And that is true. It's powerful. It's also true. And I'm talking to a guy right now, Sharbal Raish, who's a man that took on his own faith and has led his family, his wife, your incredible wife, you and she now have nine children. Nine, that's right. Uh, and think about that. One man, one family at a time, we will change the church. We will transform the culture. We Look, it's a down time, but God has a plan, and he's got a great plan, and it's going to come through heroic men that stand up for their families and stand up for their faith. So what we do, to, to the, what the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance does to pull through our mission or vision in that motto is we do three things. We put on inspiring events. We call them Heroic Men's Summits. We have them every single quarter. You can go to heroicmen.com uh, and sign up for those events, or you can go to our our, our uh, the catholicmenleaders.org, catholicmenleaders.org, and uh, sign up for those events there. They're absolutely 100% free. We also record them, and um, the purpose of those events are to inspire men, ignite them in their faith, give them some formative information, but we also have a motive, you know, uh, we're looking for hand raisers. We're looking for leaders. That if a man is being called and feels called into leadership of ministry to men at his parish, in his diocese, in his region of the country, or in his country, we want to talk to him. We want to help. And by the way, everything we do is for free. We're supported by donors. Uh, we're a nonprofit organization supported by monthly donors and major donors. And we don't charge for anything that we do. But if somebody raises their hand, they say, help me, we will help you. And, and if that's you, you can contact us at info at catholicmenleaders.org. Info at catholicmenleaders.org. I get all those emails. I promise you we'll follow up with you. Okay. So the first thing we do is inspiring events. We do those to inspire men in their faith, encourage them in their faith, build them up in their faith, and find leaders. The second thing that we do is we provide engaging resources. We have a free platform for men called Heroic Men. Heroicmen.com is our free online platform, and it is uh, a platform with thousands of video studies, thousands of videos. There's video studies, there's talks, there's ebooks. there's just a plethora of content for men to grow in their faith personally, okay? But in addition, but more importantly, we want this to be a platform for men to help other men to grow in their faith, to use this platform, to use series like The Search, like Presence, The Mystery of the Eucharist from the Augustine Institute, like That Man Is You program, like Into the Breach from the Knights of Columbus. All that content's right on this platform. It's totally free. It's right there for you in one place. And we are hopeful that men will use this to gather with other men. Five, six, seven, eight, eight guys watch these series together, talk about that, really growing in faith together. So it's a platform for individual growth, but more importantly, for growth together as men. And the third thing that we do is we do leadership coaching. We coach on two things. Men's conferences and small groups. And we also do mentorship. We, we, we mentor anybody that is desiring mentorship. We will work with you. I will find you a mentor, okay, that, that can guide you. Robert Tunmeyer mentioned to you, he created a mentorship program with his company, Neighborly Corporation, helps people uh, grow in six areas of their life, financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally, uh, socially, 
sight uh, and psychologically, I think that's the, the the six areas of life. Uh, but we have this this mentorship program. But we'll wrap it up with this, Sherbel. Those are the three things that we do, and it all comes down to the final thing that I talked about: those small groups. Hebrews chapter ten, verses twenty four and twenty five says. Let us consider how to lift up one another to love and good works, not forsaking the gathering together as is the habit of some, but encouraging each other and all the more as we see the day drawing near. We are meant to be together. Men need other men. Proverbs 27:17 says, Iron sharpens iron, so one man strengthens another. That's true. That's true, but it's not just a platitude or a fun saying, okay? You got to remember, iron sharpened iron, there's a lot of friction. Metal on metal, there's splinter. It's hot. It is not not a, a fun deal, okay? Um, it's a grinding process. But when we gather together, when we encourage one another, when we lift up one another, when we hold each other accountable as men, we will grow. We'll grow in our faith. We'll grow to be, become more virtuous men of character that can, that, that can lead our families and change the culture. That is amazing. Uh, you're firing me up here, Dad. <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, that re- uh, The resource, by the way, so that's completely free. You, you, you sign up. I mean, all the th- I love the, the, the strategy there. It's amazing you can offer all that for free. Um, I, I know there's... Um, with events online, are there face-to-face events you do as well, or mainly it's online and you help people start their own face-to-face? There are. So the event that we do here, okay, this is what I want to, thank you for asking that question, okay? The online events are great, okay? That's that's awesome, okay? We also host uh, a leadership summit for leaders of ministry to men from all over the world. We host that every summer, okay, or here in the United States, summer, uh, so uh, it, it, we host it every June, okay? Uh, in June 28th through 30th next year, 2024, we'll host our le- annual leadership summit at the Christ Cathedral Campus in Orange, California, uh, which is an amazing campus. Mark your calendars, men. Uh, please join us for that. We need you. We need leaders there uh, to really sharpen one another in our skills. But here's the kicker. What we do as an organization is we also support how uh, get, getting men's conferences going, okay? We support over 115 men's conferences throughout, the, throughout North America and the world, okay? And what our goal is with those heroic men's summits, it's great to get, to get together online, okay? And by the way, don't just participate in a heroic men's summit by yourself invite other men to join you okay do do it together okay but what we want to point to with those is the local men's conference okay we want to point we want to direct men to get get person in in person event uh and in fact if you go to our website catholicmenleaders.org you click you hover over events you can see you can enter event information if you're, you're hosting a men's conference somewhere in the, throughout the world, we want to know about it. We'll publicize it. And we want to support that. So get guys on the virtual heroic men's summits. That's an easy, that's in the comfort of your own home. That, that gets guys more comfortable. But our objective from there, let's get them to your men's conference. And from the men's conference, let's get them in small groups with one another. So they have brothers walking with them, walking with them. Great strategy. With Amen. each other throughout. The, yeah, well, it's not my strategy. Jesus came up with it. Amen. <laughs> he did it for three years in the wilderness. He camped with 12 of his closest friends. Yes, yes, small groups. What, 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 um, so th- what's great about this? So you, you, I've picked up two websites there. Um, so where, where can people go for all this? So uh, I mean, there's the, the summit. Easy peasy. I'll repeat it. I'll, I'll repeat it. So heroicmen.com is our free platform with all the videos, okay? All the resources, okay? Heroicmen.com, okay? Free to register. That's free to get access to. Totally free. 
And so go online, go on your browser, on, on your computer, or on your phone, go in your browser, go to heroicmen.com, sign up for free. All you need to put in is your name and your email and your diocese. Free. Okay? And But make sure after that, download the app. There's a free app for uh, iPhones and um, also, also the Android Androids as well. So free free app available, but you, but go to register online first, heroicmen.com. Okay, then um, for all the other resources and to connect with us uh, and learn more about how we can support you in your ministry to men, uh, go to catholicmenleaders.org. That's catholicmenleaders.org, um, and and you can find lots of information there. And again. Uh, if, if you would like assistance uh, in your parish, your diocese, your region, or your country uh, in, in growing ministry to men, we will help you. We will not charge you anything for that. You contact us at info at catholicmenleaders.org. Cath- info at catholicmenleaders.org. Awesome. We'll put links uh, in our description below. Make sure people have access to that. That's exciting. And all the information, the events... The um, everything you're doing, the support people can get in touch. Um, you also have some physical. I, I I got a copy of a physical prayer book. Uh, how how do people get that? Is, is that for purchase or how does that work? Yep, it can be purchased. Um, we also do give uh, a lot of those items for away for free. Again, go to CatholicMenLeaders.org. Go look under events. We will provide those materials for your event. We publish a a prayer book. Uh, we are in the beta phase of a of a prayer uh, a prayer app for men, so that's going to be easy even easier. Uh, but we do have a, a a prayer book. We also have a a book that is a guide, an A to Z guidebook on ministry to men. It's called No Man Left Behind. It'll teach you everything you need to know to to get ministry to men going in in your parish. But also uh, we have a a video series. Um, on on that that book itself, and that is on CatholicMenLeaders.org. Go to training there; you'll you'll find it. It's easy to find that that uh, it's a great uh, series, and the videos are only 20, 30 minutes long. There's four episodes, and watch that; you're going to get a wealth of information there. That is awesome, awesome. How exciting! Um, that this is this is exciting. I, I hope men take advantage of this and. Uh... What you're doing, it's uh, ambitious. I mean, you, you're reaching out beyond just the, the average parish. You're going beyond and far and beyond. And, and it, it looks like it, it can be global as well. Um, and I hope that those Aussies watching, um, those in our region, those men's leaders, it's worth taking a trip to the States and, and, and being part of that, but also being a part of the alliance in, in some way. So, And you know what? Hey, listen, listen, everybody in, in the land down under. Here's the beauty of this, too. Okay, we can help you virtually. It is so easy, gentlemen. Now, uh, this this is the time. Okay, God has put us in this place and time. You were born for this moment. You were born for such a time as this. And think about the opportunity. That, look, hey, we love for you to come to the United States. Come to our 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 leadership summit next summer. But here's the reality. We can talk to you tomorrow, and we can talk over Zoom. We can have a face-to-face conversation, a live conversation. We can get to see the whites of each other's eyes. You can get to know us, and we can get to know you. We can help you. You, 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 you don't need to go across the pond to do that. You can stay. Bloom where you're planted. Bloom exactly where you're planted. You were called. You were made for this moment, and you were meant to do it. And and we will help you do it. That's awesome. Praise God. Thank you, Dan. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I can talk all day, but I know we've got to wrap it up here. But uh, um, very, very exciting about all this. We'll put all the links. Uh, I'm looking uh, forward to seeing our collaboration as well from Perusia to do more with what you're doing and promote this and, and getting resources out there. We'll do the best we can from our end as well. So uh, thank you so much. We love Perugia Media. We, we love Perugia Media. We love what you guys are doing. 
at Perugia. Uh, you are, again, you're spreading the joy of the gospel. It's in your face. Uh, it, it's in your, your, every time I hear your voice, Sherbelle, I start to smile because I, I see your, your shining eyes and your smiling teeth. Uh, you know, that, that's, I, I think of you and I love the work that you're doing and we will do anything we can to support your great ministry and all that you're doing on, on that side of the world and throughout the world. Well, really, truly, you're a global organization now. Yeah, the feeling is mutual, Dan. Uh, uh, thank you for everything you're doing. And just in closing, I'd love, um, you said something early in the podcast, and I love this, that caption. I think it's a bumper sticker, or, a, but the idea of sa uh, save the men, save the family. Can you just give us that snapshot as we close here? I think it's a powerful way to close. Absolutely. Go to our website, catholicmenleaders.org. It's right there. Okay. There's lots of free stuff for you to download as well. But this, our, our motto, we have some stuff that you can print out. Uh, it's strengthen the man, strengthen the family. Strengthen the family, strengthen the church. Strengthen the church, transform the culture. Men, God is calling you right now. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now in your heart. If you are being called by him into ministry, we will help you. We will help you grow as a man. We will help you grow as a husband, a father, a brother, a son, and, and as a Christian. Um, we're, we're here for you. Well said. Praise God. Thank you, Dan. Great to have you on today. Um, and I, I hope we can get you on again in the future sometime. That'd be awesome. Anytime. Anytime. It's, it's my joy <laughs> and, and honor to be with you, Sherbell. Thank you. Same here. Th and thank you, everyone. I hope you got a lot out of that, as, as did I. Um, how encouraging. Men, the challenge is on. Um, look, if you're looking for something, looking for fellowship, looking for something to happen, and you're wondering, wow, someone should do something for men, here it is. It's on a platter right now. You've got someone to help you and guide you to get off the ground. Please, please take advantage of this because there's no other time like this. It's, it's a beautiful time to do it. Uh, all the resources are there, completely free. I think uh, we're crazy not to. Uh, almost will become a sin of omission if you don't. So seriously, uh, uh, do something. If you are called, um, here's your time. So I encourage you, praying for you all. Pray for us. Pray for the heroic men and the whole alliance, the men's alliance, leaders' alliance. Um, and, and until next time, thanks again for joining us this week. Till next time, God bless. Mm -hmm.